What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another live stream. My name is Ansel Linder. This is Bitcoin and Markets. It is November, sorry, yeah, November 2nd, 2022. And there was some excitement for the show over the last 24 hours. Um, after yesterday's live stream, um, I ended the stream on all the platforms. And then I, about an hour later or so, uh, I wanted to see if the live stream on YouTube got any views. So I went and I looked that up or I, I just went to the channel um, and it said that the channel was gone. So I was using my Ansel Lindner account to check out the Bitcoin and markets account. And it said it was had been terminated. And I was like, what the hell? So then I checked my email. I did all this other stuff. And sure enough, they sent... Um, thing in saying that it has been terminated for terms of service as you guys saw the screenshots and it was kind of a bummer because i mean i didn't it wasn't super successful youtube channel or anything but it's always good to have that outlet and as a complete i guess content package you want to have a youtube channel to put stuff like that out so um it was kind of a bummer years and years of videos on there and what's what's cool about Libsyn, that's my host for my podcast, um, is that they automatically make videos out of your podcast, and then they post it for you. So all you have to do is provide a thumbnail, and then they take your audio, put that thumbnail to it, and release a video on YouTube. Uh, they do not do that with Rumble or Odyssey or any of these other things. So uh, it is, you know, baked in the cake that the YouTube advantage is baked in the cake. Um, plus, you know, YouTube does a lot with now they're doing the shorts as well. They're doing a lot of other things to keep their, their lead and their market share. Um, but anyway, I don't know what I said on the stream. I just talked normal. Like I always talk. I did mention Bolsonaro and you, a couple of you guys here on telegram, you said that it was me mentioning Bolsonaro, but I just I just said what the mainstream media was saying that he lost and he hadn't conceded yet. Um, then I went into a little bit more about maybe the globalist Marxists, right. And the WEF, and maybe that's what got me banned. I don't know, but that's nothing that other people don't say out there. It's weird. Uh, um, it's not that I even walk on eggshells to not say the wrong thing. It's just that I don't think I said anything that was wrong, but now uh, I guess, team YouTube did respond to my tweet, which is kind of cool. And they said to provide them a URL, which I will do here. Actually, I don't know what the exact URL is. Let me go back to all right. Um, what I plan to do now is um, I plan to go to rumble pretty much. I'm going to be doing all of these live streams. I'm going to be putting out on rumble and on my podcast feed. I'm really going to be making a push to monetize the podcast. Um, and we'll see. So, uh, the perks for members, uh, they included all the backlog, you know, the back, uh, catalog of all these live streams. Um, but that had kind of plateaued in attracting new members. So I'm going to try something different. Uh, I'm going to put everything out 
for free, except I'm going to be doing maybe every two weeks or every month, I'll do a member only stream where we can hang out and chat, um, something like that to replace that, that perk. Um, so big changes coming, I guess, uh, going away from YouTube, going to be putting all of these out on a daily basis and we'll go from there and see what happens. I appreciate you guys supporting me, listening to all my stuff and, you know, um, being, being here and being active on the telegram group. It's really been great. I love, I mean, all the communities that I've had for my podcast have been relatively small. My podcast is relatively small. Um, but it's great to have that outlet, you know, like in this world where we're increasingly distant from each other. Um, it's good to have a community of like-minded people that you can share stuff with. And if YouTube's going to kick me off for just speaking normally, um, you know, I don't want to be on YouTube anyway. Uh, so maybe it's all for the best. Maybe this is the start of the next chapter of Bitcoin to markets. We'll see. Um, but I appreciate you guys all sticking around and helping where you can. Okay. Um, what do we have today? Of course, today is Fed Day, FOMC Day. They will be coming out with their decision at 2 p.m. Eastern. And then usually after that, it's Powell comes on or the, the chairman comes on at 2.30 and does his prepared remarks and takes questions. Of course, then we have our Fed Watch on Wednesdays, which we moved from Tuesday to Wednesday. And I think this is going to be a great thing because every Wednesday, Wednesdays is when the FOMC makes their policy decision. And we did it last time in September with uh, Andreas Steno on the day of FedWatch decision. And this time it's just going to be me and CK, but we're going to be talking about um, what the Fed did, what they said, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, now, I posted this morning in Telegram about what's his name? It's like Timoros. I can never remember this guy's name. The Fed Whisperer. Let me scroll up here. Yeah. Uh, Timoreus. Timoreus. Nick Timoreus. He is kind of known as the Fed Whisperer. Uh, he has some insider knowledge. And the Fed does this from time to time. I've, I remember this back post-Great Financial Crisis. They had some guy that was... Uh, worked at the Wall Street Journal or whatever, and he would always come out with different things the day of or the day prior to kind of slowly leak what was about to happen. And so this guy seems to be now his chosen successor, and th this is the guy that is the Fed whisperer. Whether he actually does have inside knowledge, I probably does. I, I would guess so, but who knows? Um, but he came out with a tweet thread, a very simple tweet thread, and I'm going to pull that up now. So he said, the Fed is trying to tighten financial conditions and keep them tight. Talk about a Fed pivot can be confusing because a slowdown in the pace of hiking doesn't necessarily mean an earlier end to hikes given the need to keep financial conditions tight. All right, so... Why would the Fed whisperer be talking about uh, a slowdown in the pace of hiking the day of the FOMC meeting? Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it does kind of seem like 
this Fed whisperer is leaning towards trying to put out there, I mean, uh, have a soft leak that the Fed will change the pace of its hiking. And then he's thrown around this word pivot a lot. Is it a pivot? Is it not a pivot? Um, So what else does he say? One way to think about this, tightening has three stages, raising rates rapidly to catch up, raising rates at a slower pace and holding rates at a high, a given high level. I mean, for somebody that doesn't know the importance of this guy, this reporter, and they're reading this, they say, oh, he's just speculating, right? He's just speculating. Of course, they're going to raise rates quickly. Then they're going to slow down the pace of rates, uh, rate hikes, and then they're going to hold it high. Like that is just what somebody might think or say. But this is the Fed whisperer. And he's pretty much laying out the soft monetary policy, the narrative. He's building the narrative for Powell to come along later today and say, yeah, the Fed is raising rates. They raise rates quickly. Now it might be time to, uh, now it's time to go down to 50 instead of 75, but it doesn't going to, it's not going to affect our end state, right? Our long-term higher rates. That gives them the ability to pivot without saying it's a pivot because the goal now is supposed to, and there's a lot of confusion. I mean, people out there are saying, oh, now anything is a pivot. Well, of course, anything is a pivot. Of course, who would think that not changing is, or who would think that a change is not a pivot? They're changing the direction. So right now, the Powell's direction, the Fed's direction is 75 basis points and uber hawkish. 75 basis points and uber hawkish. That is the monetary policy. If it differs from that, it should be considered a change of direction. Who would think otherwise? So if they raise 75 basis points, but they said, we're going to stop after this. Yeah, that's a pivot. If they raise 75 basis points and they just, he starts talking dovish not as hawkish, it's going to be seen by the market as a pivot. If they go to 50, but they're still talking hawkish, like this Timoros is doing here. He's saying they might go to 50, but they remain uberly hawkish. That's a po- that's a good possibility. That's still a pivot. And the market will see it as a pivot. So anyway... <laughs> That's a preview of what we're going to be talking about on FedWatch. Uh, I also have some updates on the diesel shortage that we're going to be talking about covering a few charts or a couple charts and covering a story about the diesel shortage. So that should be interesting. Um, We're also, of course, going to be covering the Bitcoin chart uh, rate, the rate charts, which I think are very interesting. If you look at the 10 year. Let's take a look at the 10-year right now. Where is it hovering? 10-year is at 4.03%. And, of course, if they do raise 75 basis points, the upper limit is 4%. So the 10-year is right at the upper limit of the new Fed funds if they raise by 75 basis points. This hasn't happened yet. 
This is something new. Will this affect Powell's decision? I think this will because they follow. They have no power over the 10-year. They have no power over the 30-year. They have some influence on the near side or the, the short side of the yield curve. But the 10-year is where it pretty much wanes to zero influence and the 30-year definitely. So if the 10-year is not budging, the 10-year is slowly coming down now, the, the yield the Fed raising into that? I don't think so. They they won't raise if there's no room to raise. And so this 10-year being right at the upper limit says that's all the room you have. Do you want to take it all in one shot or do you want to maybe do 50 and then 25 in December? You know, like whatever. That That's the uh, – that's how I'm looking at this. It doesn't really matter though, guys. It doesn't really matter if the Fed pivots. It matters for market psychology, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect like the underlying monetary shortage or currency shortage out there right now. It does not affect that. The global economy is going to go where the global economy goes, regardless of what the Fed does. What the Fed can do is they can affect the psychology of the market and the narrative of the market. So, Anyway, that's that's how I look at it. What other news do we have? Um, I'm going to keep this kind of short and sweet today, guys, because this will be my first time posting to Rumble. I want to make sure that I have it all down. Um, what else do we have here to talk about real quick? Oh, this Foxconn issue over there in China. This is really interesting. So if you, I posted a video on Telegram. So if you guys are... Uh, you know, have, I, I watch it at two X speed. So I think that it would only be about 25 minutes at that speed. Uh, but this is a very good video. This lay real talk. She's going over what happened at Foxconn because you might've seen some videos of these employees trying to get out of the compound. So Foxconn has this large compound. You've probably seen like those nets underneath those high windows to catch those people. It's not funny, but to catch the the suicide jumpers, uh, there's like 250,000 employees on this campus and they live there. Uh, but anyway, they, they fall, fell victim to zero COVID and they were locking people in their dormitories. They even uh, got uh, put a bunch of people into these unfinished ghost apartments you know, from Evergrande and all that. So they put people in there and apparently eight people died. So they locked them in this room and they pretty much forgot about them and they either starved to death or died of dehydration or whatever. They died. They probably didn't die of COVID, right? Um, they, these eight people in this room died. And so that made it onto social media over there. And all these Foxconn employees were like, we got to get out of here. And they stormed out of the compound. Uh, pretty incredible footage going on there. And it just tells you like the communists, what the communists do. Okay. They don't, it's all, everything for a quota, everything for the quota. That's all they think about the quota and loyalty. I mean that this Foxconn thing is a great example of how um, China is going to evolve over the next five to 10 years. 
it also made me think of the graph that I showed a couple days ago of the percentage of Apple products that were made in China and how over, by 2025, they plan to, um, you know, pull about five to 10% of their manufacturing outside of China. And I said, well, it's probably going to happen a lot faster than that. Well, look at this Foxconn. Now Apple's supplier, this is not a good look. Um, I bet they're going to leave a lot faster than anybody predicts. Um, but anyway, that was an interesting story that I posted there in Telegram. What else do we have? Oh, Bitcoin price. Okay, so I did post this chart of the Bitcoin price in the Telegram group, and we are kind of uh, flagging here. It, it looks a little bit like a bull flag. So we broke out of this triangle pattern, this descending triangle pattern, and now we're forming another symmetrical triangle flag. These can break up or down, but they usually do not tend to be reversal patterns. They tend to be um, continuation patterns. So we'll see what happens with this FOMC meeting and how the markets respond. If you were to ask me right now, based on this chart, <laughs> where would I say uh, it's going? I think the markets are going to respond positively to today's news. And I actually give that some weight, okay? Because I think the markets know. I think the markets know. The markets know a lot more than you or I. They know a lot more than any group, any think tank. And if you're looking at this chart and you have some basic technical analysis knowledge, you say, this is a bull flag in a continuation pattern right at the tip it's probably going to break up more likely than not to break up. And so what does that mean? Most likely that means the Fed pivots in some way, going to 50 basis points or something like that. We could take a look at the S&P 500. Um, I think Bitcoin has much cleaner signals, but I'm going to look at the futures because it's more without any breaks. Okay, let's take a look at this. Okay, well, right now, the S&P 500 looks like it's breaking downwards a little bit. Um, okay, I'll post this in the Telegram. This is my just the first quick look at this chart. I haven't looked at the stock market this morning. Um, there's no clear bull flag here on this chart as there is on Bitcoin. That's one reason why I say Bitcoin has a more clear signal in the technical analysis versus the S&P 500. There's a lot more spoofing. There's a lot more stuff going on with the S&P 500, a lot more volume, like money-wise, right? So uh, so that's all I have for that. Let's, what else? What other comments and questions and concerns are there? Okay, I did pu publish, or they did publish my ghost money piece, which I'm uh, super excited to see. It's my first article on Bitcoin Magazine in a while. And a few people from the team have told me that this was a good one and that we, I need to write more for them. So I'm excited to get more stuff out with Bitcoin Magazine. So check this piece out and also be uh, stay tuned for more articles from me on Bitcoin Magazine.
I link to it in both on Twitter and in Telegram here. All right, so what I'm going to do now is open up the mic for any questions, comments, concerns over on Telegram. I will relay it to Twitter Spaces for you guys. While I wait on that, um, do subscribe to the Rumble channel. I'll be linking to that several times over the next few days. I also created a, a locals community. I'm not exactly sure how to use that or how I want to use it yet. Um, I don't know if you have to be a paid member to see the posts even. So uh, I'm going to learn locals and I'm going to see what's involved. I know that it's closely, I think they, it doesn't r- locals own Rumble. So they are, they work seamlessly for live streams and things like that. So that should be a really good tool to use in the future. Uh, But be watching out for updates on the locals community and rumble videos and all that. Again, I'm going to be putting all of these now out on the public, public podcast feed and as rumble videos. So it's going to be a little bit more work than I've been doing in the past, but uh, we got to do what we got to do. And hopefully this YouTube ban, like I said, is a turning point in my content. All right. No questions, comments, concerns, raised hands over here on Telegram. Well, I'm going to call call it quits then, guys. Meet me at 3 p.m. Eastern on Bitcoin Magazine's YouTube channel and Rumble channels um, at, yeah, I said 3 p.m. Eastern. And that's it, guys. Have a good one. Cheers. <laughs>